0: Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees. Well, the Yankees start the second half of the season, how they left off the first half, losing to an inferior team, dropping two games out of three in Colorado. In Colorado, the worst team in baseball, record-wise. But I'm not gonna to go too crazy because for some reason I didn't feel so bad about the series loss as I have been in some of the previous Yankee series losses, mainly against the Cubs or the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean there were there were at least some positives to take out of this, so I will kind of dissect that. And of course the last game there, probably the most exciting. I mean, if you're just a baseball fan in general, but again, heartbreaking for the Yankees, uh the way they had a big lead, blew it, then came back, then took a lead, and then Ended up blowing it in extra innings, so kind of a frustrating game there for the Yankees. But we'll dissect all that before we do. Make sure, give me a whole second half of the season to, to go still. Sign up, subscribe, follow the audio podcast, Section 420, Talking Yankees. There's got to be a button around says subscribe, follow, like, something like that, and get notified when new episodes come up. So the Yankees, um you know, took a few days off, get a new hitting coach, Sean Casey, which I meant I don't think he was going to make the biggest difference. Now, the Yankees offense did pick it up in the second, third game. I can't see that from Sean Casey being here for two or three day game games. So I think that's, that's more to speak with Coors Field, as well as, uh, you know, just the fact that Colorado is not a good team. So, because you figure the Yankees are going to score some runs. But I think there are some positives to take out of this one. So the first game right off the mat there, Carlos Rondon's got roughed up. Really didn't give the Yankees much. Now the offense... Uh, gave him an early lead thanks to a Stanton home run in the first and his bat's starting to heat up. And that's got one of the good things at least to take away from the series. Gave the Yankees an early lead, but Rendon uh, wasn't able to really hold the Colorado down. Only gave the Yankees five innings four runs, and the Yankee offense really wasn't able to put anything together the rest of the way, and they dropped the first game to 7-2, and you're like, well, here we go again. It's more of the same. Uh Who cares about Sean Casey there? And it's kind of weird for him to get all pumped up you know, for that Stanton home run like as if he actually had an, any impact on that. But nevertheless, you just had a pit in the stomach, and you're kind of feeling it in a lonely place. But then comes the second game, which, again, this is probably the part we like where the offense came alive, and not only Stanton hitting another home run, just the way he hit the home run was a 94-mile-per-hour kind of um, you know, outside pitch low and away, and he kind of did his like, uh, I guess his tomahawked it um, into right field. So just good to see that type of power and again. That's, those are the type of home runs Stan gets, where he kind of hits these awkward line drive home runs. But again, when he's going good, that's what he's able to do for the Yankees. And again, he hasn't been doing that for a while. So but now you saw and see him getting those home runs, and he kind of started in the Cubs series at home hitting those two home runs in the lonely game the Yankees did win against the Cubs. So Stan's bats coming to life there. So that's one of the good things. He, as well as DJ LeMayu uh, hitting. Uh, two doubles this was the first time since May 27th he had multi doubles in the same game, just to show again how slow and, uh, his bat has been. But he kind of picked it up there. And the Yankees did what they, you know, most importantly is they had a five run second inning there, stringing a long hit. So yes, the Stanton home run was the big blow there, but they kind of string the long hits. And that's what you want to see when a consistent contact hitting put the ball in play. Good things happen. And the Yankees able to tie the series at that point, uh, game of peace and another good outing from Clark Schmidt, who, you know, for the, better part of two months now has been really good for the Yankees upped his record to five and six it shouldn't be better than that gave the Yankees a you know good performance six innings um, eight strikeouts only one walk um, again really good performance by Schmidt and really his only blemish was a balk early in the game. Uh, which you know, whatever. Uh, other than that, you know, pretty solid for the Yankees, and you see the bats come to life, you like that. And then comes the second game, which is again, I like got the same way it's the most frustrating. You have Cole on the mound, he's dealing, uh, he had the Yankees up three to one through six innings. And but it was only reason I'm not too bothered about this one. It was good. the Yankee bullpen for the most part has been really good. This is a, uh, I guess a man bites dog situation where it was just a rare afternoon. Uh, situation where the Yankee bullpen didn't come through. Uh, Tommy Canley, not fully effective, uh, did have two outs, but loaded the bases up. Now, you could question Boone here going to Clay Holmes too early there in the eighth inning. Um, Holmes against, uh, JC Crone serves up a grand slam. Now, it was a line drive shot and it kind of just barely went over the center field wall again. We know how the ball. F- there in Colorado so yeah he served up the home run but again it might have been more the atmosphere in the area more than the pitch itself so and again Holmes has been pretty solid for the Yankees again same as Schmidt for the better part of two months so I can't put it down. this is really the first maybe bad game you say well it wasn't like garbage but probably Canley's worst performance so far since he's uh, rejoined the team a couple of weeks ago so as much as the loss is annoying that it's more of the exception than the norm there so that's why I'm not too bothered with this, but the Yankees blew some opportunities. Now the Yankees, since that's uh, the grand slam turned the score from three to one to five to three, the Yankees did scratch and claw back. So you did like to see that, but some bonehead mistakes there. Uh, mainly by Peraza, who's up uh, in the second game. Donaldson hurt his calf there, so he was put on the 10-day IL, so they called up Peraza there and got, get a, little, got a little aggressive in the ninth ninth inning, tr- trying to go for third base there, was thrown out rather easily. Um, again, he should have stayed there at second base. The Yankees had a rally, had a couple of runners on there. Could have been an opportunity where the Yankees could have gone ahead in that and then maybe closed the game out in the ninth, but no. The game remained at 5-5 five, five apiece. And then the 10th inning, another bonehead play by Harrison Bader, Now he was um you know the ghost runner there on second base. A little chopper up the middle there. Now you have to make sure the ball goes over the pitcher's head or past the pitcher. He bolts for third base right away, thrown out it was a kind of a closest play, and Boone kind of took his time. there, trying to try look whether they should replay it or not, and kind of, I guess you have like a 15-second window, and he took longer than that, so they weren't able to replay. Now, on some of the angles, it looked like he might have actually been safe. I mean, on the initial, when I saw it, I thought he was definitely out, but then when they showed some of the replays, on some of the angles, it's possible he might have gotten in there because it looked like the third baseman tagged Bader on his right hand, well, but Bader's left hand was ready in third base, so the Yankees might have... Got had a bad luck situation like that. But again, since they couldn't get a clean angle, Boone took too long to get the replay. They couldn't get the replay, and the Yankees did nothing with that. Now, in the 11th, the Yankees actually went ahead. And again, it's another probably the third more frustrating point of the game. Uh, the Yankees went ahead seven five, thanks to hits by Oswaldo Cabrera, as well as Peraza, who just got called up. So you figure, all right, two run lead, even with the ghost run, you like that. But then Nick Ramirez serves up a two run home run, a real, backbreaker heartbreaker rips his stomach out ties the game at that point and then rob marinacho gives up the game winning home run so uh, if you're a colorado fan a thrilling win terrible loss for the yankees but again i'm just gonna go back to just the state of the yankees in general if you want to look at this long term there were a lot of positive signs at least got some guys hitting which we haven't seen for a while the team been looking stiff and dead um, you got some Stanton hitting some home runs dj's bat coming up a little bit volpe's continues to climb with his average and getting some good hits we like to see the young guys Oswaldo well, Cabrera and Peraza contributing there so again there was some positive takeaway from this and this, this was a game where you just got to put on the Yankee bullpen the Yankee bullpen blew it they blew it with Canely blew it Holmes uh Nick Ramirez wasn't good and Rob Marinaccio. now again for the most part we'll put Ramirez aside he's kind of up and down just based on you know whether it's a double header or you know someone's on the IL or nothing but for the most part again Canley, Holmes and Marinaccio has have been good for the Yankees so you guys got to chalk this up to just bad timing for them to have a bad game. They all seem to have a bad game at the same time, and it's just more of a luck thing, bad luck thing. That's why I don't, I don't feel as bad as this loss as I did when they lost against the Cubs. That one just put more of a pit in my stomach. This, this one, it sinks, it sucks. They drop down to now last place really technically tied uh but i guess just the way i guess the against the al east whatever yankees right now in last place in the al east the only good news is that again the rays haven't fully and bold haven't fully run away from this totally now baltimore is on a seven game win streak uh but the yankees are still hanging around a little bit where they're only nine games back where it's again it's not too crazy for them to get to, to get this stuff together a little bit if these hitters are starting to wake up if sean casey maybe he's the I guess the, we have like the horse whisperer, maybe he's the the batter whisperer. I don't know. I can't see him making an impact. I think it more had to do with Colorado and the fact that Colorado's a bad team and you know, bad pitches and you're going to beat them up a little bit. But again, good at least to see the offense come alive a little bit Good to see Stanton starting to wake up with the home run ball. So that's good news there. And looks like Judge, during the Colorado's um, second game there, took some batting practice, seems okay, no problems with the toes, not seeing the ball to him in the field. So he's working his way back. No timetable yet, but at least there's some positives around his team, which before the All-Star break was a lot of negativity. So um, you don't want to lose two out of three because there's a terrible team against Colorado. And, you know, I kind of mentioned this maybe – two episodes ago. This is really a soft schedule part of the season for the Yankees. i mean, St. Louis is a bad team, Baltimore. You know, you have a four game series at home, but after taking the first two at a minimum, you want to take three out of four at home, but they kind of, kind of choke that away and lose the last two against the Cubs against that's a team. The Yankees should sweep or take two out of three. They drop two out of three. And again, the Colorado, it should be sweeping Colorado, but again, dropping two out of three. Now they go after this, head out to Anaheim to face the Angels for three games. And it's going to be Otani there. Now the judge is not going to be on the field. So kind of loses a little bit of the luster there. Now Otani needed to come out of the game the other day with a hurt a finger, but it looks like he was able to play after that. So he's probably definitely going to be involved in the series against the Yankees. And if the Angels, you know, they're, just a couple games under 500. It's a throw up there. You know, Yankees on the road, even though the Yankees have the better record at 50 and 44 there, it's kind of volley for serve. You know, if they could take two out of three there, at least maybe it alleviates blowing, you know, losing two out of three against Colorado. And then from there, come home and face another terrible team in the Royal. So, I mean, these Yankees really, if they end up missing the playoffs or the wild card by two or three games, they're going to be kicking themselves for this, you know, almost like two and a half, three weeks of really of, of a soft schedule that they're not taking advantage of. Even with Judge not in the lineup, they should be winning these games they're not so you're worried about that but at least you feel a little bit better now the offense waking up a little bit in the series and the fact judge working his way back getting some batting practice and so at least that's there Rendon now with a second start you're not blown away by that but as long as he's not hurt you like it and you kind of go on from there and so the Yankees will now go on to face the Angels and Otani and you know you hear a little bit talk about the Yankees as a possibility I think this is more online generated and fan generated and, and anything Ohtani, you know, getting traded to the Yankees. I cannot see that whatsoever. The Yankees are basically going to have to give up the, the farm. I mean, literally the farm. And then, of course, when he's a free agent, you're going to have to give this guy like almost $500 million. Do the Yankees have the money? Technically, yeah, but I just don't see it happen. And who knows? Again, the Angels, they're probably out of it in terms of the, AL, the AL West and even for the wild card. So they're probably going to move Ohtani. But if anything, I would see him more going to the Dodgers or maybe... You know, somewhere more on the West Coast. I just don't, you know, the Mets are definitely out of it. I mean, their the season's pretty much spiraling out of control. I don't think they could catch up. Not to say the Yankees could puff their chest out in last place in the AL East, but that does more has to do with the fact that the AL East is ultra competitive. Uh, the Mets are just right now in a bad place and they look to be more like sellers than buyers and I can't see them making the move. So I just don't see Otani come to the Yankees or the Mets. And if anything, if anything, probably the Dodgers. <laughs>